You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, episode 29. Welcome to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Hello, my friends. Thank you so much for coming back once again. It is my honor and privilege to bring you college success habits. I am your host, Jesse Mogul. Hope you enjoyed the holidays. If you are listening to these linearly, then last week was Thanksgiving of 2019. We are now ready to finish up the semester. Now, I had these shows um, all scheduled and organized in my notes, completely different. Then I started looking at the calendar and realizing that what I had down as episode 28 wasn't in the right spot. So now it will be next week. And last week's show, which was going to be 29, got moved up. So you could talk. Uh, so we could talk about how you to interact with people back home for the holidays. Um, it was a lot about connecting and not not trying to be right when you got into contentious arguments or conversations. That's Hope they don't turn into arguments because you look to connect and not be right. And so hopefully you had a great Thanksgiving because you listened to the podcast and you knew exactly how to meet everyone where they were at and not try to be right all the time. And hopefully that went really well for you. You left home with this really amazing connection having been made over the holidays and now you're ready to finish your semester strong. And that's what we're going to talk about today, prepping for finals. Now, if you have been studying all semester and taking tests all semester, like no doubt you have been, and if you listened to any of my beginning podcasts where I was talking about building successful habits, um, whether it be your study class flow, uh, whether you listened to episode six with Gretchen Potts, where we talked about learning styles, um, goodness gracious, going back over my show notes, um, managing your time. Hopefully, you have not gotten yourself into a position where you have to cram. Cramming is horrible. And it's one of the reasons why so many people find the end of the semester so challenging. So we're going to discuss about prepping for finals. Hopefully, you've already gotten a majority of your work done on your term-long papers. And if you have not, then... This will probably help in a way. Maybe I'll, you know what, I'll put my show notes on how to prepare for a term paper. Honestly, that's real simple. What we're going to discuss now, you can actually extrapolate into working on a term paper. So let's dive right in because I want to be able to get all of this in in the next half hour. So as you're prepping for your finals, you need to take time to really understand the workload and the flow you want to have. That's one of the most important things I've learned in juggling a speaking career and life coaching and putting on workshops and seminars and having two podcasts and writing a book and you know having relationships with friends and, and a girlfriend and, and I'm having so much, so much that it is really important for you to understand, for me to understand what the workload is and how I'm going to make that flow. 
Um, it is, and this is something I still battle with. It is accomplishing something when you when you take the time to build an outline, to create a schedule, and make a workflow chart. Just like when I have my show notes, and I use Trello, T-R-E-L-L-O.com, Trello.com. I use it for all of my workflow charts, for all my outlining. Um, I use uh, Calendly for my scheduling when people want to make appointments with me. I use Google uh, Calendar um, so that every single thing I do goes into that. I've actually gotten away from paper calendar. It's take, It took me about two months to get away from it, and... Um, now everything goes into the main digital calendar. I got to be really good about that. When somebody says, oh, you know, hey, can you come to this party? I don't know, but I'll go ahead and put it on the calendar so that I know that it's there. And then if I can make it, I can, and at least I know that it's happening, right? Just like today, when I decided to sit down and sh- shoot multiple podcasts at once, um, I had to go through, I had to create my show notes, and I shot one and then realized after it was done and I was moving on to the second one, which was the Thanksgiving show, that I technically should have shot Thanksgiving first. If I'm trying to shoot them linearly, and I do because I like to reference ones I've done, and in episode, what will now be episode 30, uh, I reference it as episode 28 because I also ref- I reference episode 27 because they sort of went together. But then I realized if I'm if I'm not if I'm not planning these shows out based on what I want to talk about, but what you need to hear, then going home for the holidays was the one that should come out the week before Thanksgiving and prepping for finals should be the one that comes out the day after Thanksgiving so that you're still home. You can listen to this and you can be prepared for when you get back and know what you want to do. So you have a great opportunity if you're listening to these linearly, and this is you know the Friday after Thanksgiving or the weekend after, to start thinking about what is it you have to accomplish for your finals. Come up with an outline for what it is you need to study for each one of the classes. Then this is why understanding your workload is so important. Because if you haven't gone over and all of your syllabus, syllabi, I think that just like, right, like octopus and octopi. Um, if you don't know how much work you need to do in order to be prepared for each one of your classes finals, then you have no idea how much time it's going to take you. You have no idea how to break up your studying segments. You don't know what you need to accomplish each day so that you're done and and prepared on time. You have no clue. If you just say, well, I'm going to study, you know, this test is first. It's on Tuesday. This one's on Wednesday. This one's on Thursday. This one's on Friday. So I'm going to study them in that order. And then as soon as one test is done, I'll study for the next one. Then you're stuck studying everything you need to one day before the test, which is ridiculous. And it's not a good way to learn the material, let alone... Uh, internalize it. Um, you might cram it all in and be great for that test, but you know when you walk away from it, you may literally forget it all. Which, as we've discussed in other episodes, um, memorizing stuff isn't necessarily the reason why college exists. Learning how to utilize your resources, how to make deadlines, how to be accountable to yourself and to others. This is really what college is teaching you. You're going to go off in the real world. I use air quotes there you're going to go off in the real world and you're going to have to learn things that college didn't even think to teach you. And that's okay. That's the point. You just want to know that you have my seven power principles as skills that you've accrued over your time in college so that you can be as successful as, um, 
possible when you leave, right? Be growth-minded, be courageous, be decisive, be action-oriented, be disciplined, be flexible, be tenacious, right? So anyways, understanding your workload is the most important part to me of knowing how to break things down. There's a technique called the Pomodoro Technique. I did a whole episode on this for my old, old podcast called Everything's Interesting with Jesse Mogul. And the Pomodoro Technique, um, the guy who wrote the book or whatever ended up coming of it, uh, talks about having a tomato timer. And he would give himself 25 minutes, and then he'd give himself a 5 to 10-minute break afterwards. So he would study for 25 minutes, and then he'd get up and he'd do something physical, like some push-ups or some air squats, something so that he would get away from the work, something that told his brain that they accomplished um, the task, they accomplished a goal, study straight for 25 minutes. Then you get up and you do something away from your study materials. And I highly recommend that you do something away from technology. So if you want to do the Pomodoro technique, you can Google that. You can go back and find the Everything's Interesting with Jesse Mogul episode where I talk about it. I don't think you need to do that. I really literally think that the Pomodoro technique to me is either breaking things down in like a 25, 35, or 45 minute long stretch where you put your phone away and all you do is study. And then after you've hit that 25, 35, or 45 minute stretch, it's mandatory that you stop. And you give yourself a 5, 10, 15 minute break, depending on how long you just went. And here's the key. This doesn't mean you pick up your phone and start texting your friend or your girlfriend, your boyfriend, you jump on Instagram. You need something that lets your brain just know that it's accomplished the task at hand. And you really want your mind to just be able to think about something else for uh, for 15 to 15 minutes, right? 5 to 15 minutes, sorry. And so for me, you know, that might just be walking around my apartment. That might be going outside and doing some jumping jacks. That might be uh, going outside your dorm and walking around it. You know, do something. Don't even, I would say, don't even like go talk to other people, right? Because then that conversation ends up going 25 minutes and now you're not, you know, now you're not keeping this rhythm. It's all about building a rhythm. So with the Pomodoro technique, let's say you're studying for math and you figured out your workload in order to cover the 100 pages that you need to study for the finals. Um, you want to be able to break that down into 10 different segments of 25 minutes so that you study each page for two and a half minutes, right? 2.5 minutes, whatever you end up figuring out. And, you know, oh, so it's 100 pages, and I want to be able to, to study all of these in 10 hours so that for every hour you've got 10 pages. Every half hour, that's five pages. And now you can, now, now it's manageable. Now you understand it. Before, it was like, oh my God, I've got, you know, I've got, I've got to study for math. But what does that look like? What does that sound like? What does that feel like? It's extremely important that you know that it's 100 pages of math is what you have to study for the final. And then you say, okay, well, you know, now if you decide you want to study those 100 pages in five hours, well, now you need to do 20 pages an hour, right? Or 10 pages every half an hour. But now you at least know what you, what you should be aiming for. Uh, I have in my show notes to discuss how I wrote the book. When I went to go write the book, I wanted to, I have, I had my seven power principles. The first one back then was open-minded. It's since been switched to um, be growth-minded. So I didn't know how long it was going to take 
at all. I just knew that I, I wanted to write this book and I wanted to do it in a week. So I sat down on a Monday and I wrote the first chapter. And the first chapter took me two and a half hours to write. I then decided, I've then just extrapolated that out and said, okay, well, if it, the first one took two and a half. Let's say they all take about two and a half. I've got six more chapters I need to write. That's 15 hours, right? Now, how many do I want to write a day? Can I give it two and a half on Tuesday, but I can give it five on Wednesday? I figured out the math. I quickly said, okay, now I can write one and a half chapter today, two chapters tomorrow, and then boom. Before you know it, I ended up writing the entire book in, in about 26 I think when it was all said and done, um, even with like research and whatnot, I wrote the entire first draft of the book in under 30 hours. I know it was a it was a big joke with some of my friends who keep up with what I do that I wrote a book in 30 hours was what we were saying. It's like, yeah, wrote a book. Basically, I wrote a book in, a, in a, just a little over a day. Um, and... Hour-wise, right? But it was because I wrote that first chapter that I then knew how much each other chapter. One, two, I remember one chapter took like an hour and a half. Another one, the flexibility, ugh, it took me like four hours to write that chapter. But it only took me an hour and a half to write courage. So in the end, it still evened out, um, close enough, anyways. So you need to know your workload and how you're gonna. So then you can determine your flow. Right. So then going back to this math analogy, if there's 100 pages and you want to do it in five hours, that's 20 pages an hour. That's 30 every half an hour. Now you can set the Pomodoro and you're going to say, okay, I've got 30 minutes to go over these 10 pages. You don't want to just rush through them. If you find that you need to be spending more time, then adjust appropriately. Then, okay, it actually took me. And again, study the first 10 pages and see how long it takes you. If it takes you an hour, then now you know it's going to take nine hours to do the next 90 pages. If it took you 15 minutes to go through 10 pages, well, now you know you can do 20 every half hour, 40 every hour. And now all of a sudden you're looking at two and a half hours and you've studied all 100 pages, right? But you won't know until you actually get in there and just study it. By knowing that there's a hundred pages, and then you could study five pages and see how long that took you. Then you just multiply that out and say, okay, if it took a half an hour for five pages, then I've I've got twenty times five gets you to a hundred. So twenty times a half an hour, that's ten hours. Now you know you you're gonna have ten hours to be studying all of these pages. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Math. I'm good at it in my head, and I don't know if I'm good at it on a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how do you want to study? Small chunks, medium chunks, long chunks. Super huge chunks, like three hours straight without getting up and just slamming Red Bull the entire time is a horrible way to do it. You're not going to have the memory absorption that you want of the material, and you're gonna, it's, it's not a good idea. I used to... Somebody once told me that if you drink while you study, then you need to be as buzzed as you were when you learned it in order to take the test. And I tried that one time, and it did not go well. So do not do that. Stay sober, please. You need to understand the parameters of the work and what needs to get done so you have an idea of how to break it up, okay? That's how come I just told you the book story. Once I understood that it was going to take about two and a half hours to write a chapter, I knew I had six more chapters, plus I had the intro and the outro, so that so all told, the book is nine chapters, nine times two and a half, boom, that's 27 hours, and that's why I got a book done in under 30 hours. Um, I've Googled the heck out of this. All of these sites, all of these articles that are going to show up are going to say some of the same stuff, so I just went and pulled out some of my favorites. 
Um, for me, when it comes to studying, even now, I'm, I'm a life coach. I, I study a lot of NLP. I get a lot of homework from all the seminars and stuff you know, that I attend or I teach at and the things I want to learn. Um, I literally just sit down, figure out what it is the material I want to learn, how long it's going to take me. And then once I've done the multiplication outwards, I can figure out how many hours it'll take to finish this book or how many hours it's going to take to finish this amount of videos. And then I just start dropping them into my schedule. The most important part, and there's a lot of important parts, so maybe I shouldn't say the most because I just said that the most important part was understanding the workflow and the workload. Once you're done with knowing the workload and figuring, then it's time to figure out how you're going to make it flow. Get it down into your calendar, regardless if you're using paper or you know whether you're you're using you know digital or analog, whatever it is you're using, and then follow it. Once you create a schedule, you follow it. It's like when I go to the gym. I know Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 1 to 3, I'm at the gym. I do some extracurriculars on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday as well. But if all else fails and I only have Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, it's still a success. If all of a sudden something pops up on on Monday from 1 to 3 and I can't move it around that day, then Tuesday from 1 to 3. But it happens because it's in my schedule and it became a habit. Now it's a lifestyle. It's not like, ugh, I have to go to the gym. It's like, ugh, can't wait. Let's get to the gym. Let's rock this out. And then I'll start doing this project at 3.15 once I'm home. So get so figure out the workload and then get figuring out the flow means you get it in your schedule. You can create your own study guide doing this. Yes, the teacher will have given you a syllabus, but you can create your own study guide. How do you want to go over these 100 pages in your math book? How are you going to do it? That's creating your own study guide. You're going to see it create your own study guide if you Google this topic a lot of places. I just told you how to create your own study guide. You literally just need to figure out how long it's going to take you to study um, a certain amount of pages and then just multiply that out and you have your time frame. It should go without saying that you should attend the review sessions, whether it's the TA or the actual professor putting them on. What do you think they're going to go over during the review sessions? Like the most important material? Yeah. Don't wait for somebody else's notes unless you have to go to work or you have to attend another review session. Then have someone there. Back in the day, you couldn't just audio record everything on your phone like you can now. You literally can just hit voice memo and you can record every single thing they say. Hell, if it records really well, you can go on one of these transcription services, Type uh, go Google AWS transcribe. They do it for like 0.0004 cents a minute. Literally, you can. it costs like less than two bucks to do an entire hour. Um, and so, you know, you can go out and you could actually have the whole thing transcribed and then you could have, have it in your hands and you could be able to go through and read it. It shows up as block text and it's super annoying to have to go through, um, and, you know, hit, you know, give yourself sentence breaks and paragraph breaks, but you know, it's another opportunity to read over the material. So definitely go to the review session. If you can audio record it and now you you've created this study schedule, right? And from that comes your study guide and you follow it. You go to the review sessions, you record them. So now you can get creative with your study aids. You can read the book out loud. You can record yourself explaining it, the material, and then you can go back and you can listen to that while you're on the bus or while you're walking across campus uh, going from place to place so that you're always immersed in it, right? And if, think about it. Um, everybody's either a why, what, how, what, if learner. You know, you need to know why something's important. You need to know what about the material is important. You need to know how it's going to interact with your normal life. Uh, what if, or the, you're the kind of learner 
I go over this in the book, um, and so I'm not going to dive into it much further than just what I just said. But everyone can, communicates using one of their senses, and it, so that the obviously taste and smell are going to be less about how you communicate with someone. But um, whether you use um, feel words, hear words, or see words. Um, will tell you whether you're a, whether you're a kinesthetic, which is people who feel. So if you're a feeler, when it comes to learning, you're going to want to hold a book in your hand. You're going to want to highlight things. You're going to want to write out notes. Um, if you're a if you're a C learner, then you then you learn better by rereading the material over and over and over again. Right. A great way to learn is to write your notes over and over and over again and constantly be reading them. If you're also an audio audible audio learner, then you might even find it uh, really cool to read out loud the material you're reading. So now you're holding the book, you get the feel learning in, you're seeing the words in front of you, and so you're getting the sight learning in, and then you're hearing yourself say the, say the material out loud. So now you're getting all three. Everyone has one that they tend to lean towards, but they all can work for you. So if you want to be an audio learner for a little bit, read out loud the material recorded in a voice memo. And then as you're walking across campus, hit play on that voice memo and boom, now you're listening to yourself, read the material out loud or go over your flashcards. And it's another way for you to study whenever you normally would just be walking along campus listening to podcasts like mine. Um, note cards, flashcards, you know all those. I remember I needed to pass a Spanish SAT2 test in order to graduate from UF. And I didn't want to take Spanish again. I hadn't taken it since my freshman year, which was like 11 years prior. And so I just decided that I was going to just study out of the book. And so I didn't pass the Spanish SAT2 test the first time. And that didn't work. And so I took a Spanish class and I couldn't stand it. I don't like the way that the American school system teaches foreign languages. So I dropped out and I took the test again and I did not pass. So the third time I got poster boards and I wrote 250 verbs and all these nouns and all these um, adjectives, um, all of them. I, I had all these verbs, nouns, adjectives, everything up, how to conjugate things, and I put these poster boards all over my room and I would just lay on my bed and just read all of them over and over and over again. Just there. I immersed myself in it. And ultimately I ended up passing the test and I'm using air quotes there because it, 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 that's a story in and of itself, but I passed the test and I attribute my success on this test, which was way better than it had ever previously been to the fact that I had these poster boards all over my walls. So if that's a creative study aid that you could use, go ahead and use it. Prioritizing your study time over the next week or two as finals comes is of the utmost importance. Yes, you're going to have to work because you need to make money, or maybe you don't, and lucky you. But either way, going out and drinking with your friends, uh, you know, you want to make, if you're going to a football school, then obviously on Saturday, you're going to want to be able to do something like that. And I say, do it. Do it knowing that you studied your ass off the whole week so that you could enjoy that day of taking a break away from the books. But prioritize your study time over anything else. No matter what your friends say, going to the bar, oh man, that was, I studied for six straight hours. Oh, you need to go to the bar and get drinks. Great. And now you can wake up tomorrow with a hangover and feel like crap. And now you're going to have to be distracted because you don't feel good. And you're going to wish that you hadn't gone out drinking. It's like, have a beer or two if you must, but don't go out to the bar and tie one on. 
And uh, one of my last things I want to talk about in here is avoid multitasking. If you're trying to study while also texting on your phone and jumping on Instagram, uh, multitasking studies have shown doesn't really exist. What you're doing is you're, you're task shifting. I've also heard this called set shifting. I've, I've, I've also called, it has been called a behavioral shifting, but um, I call it task shifting. So let's say you're studying, but you've also got some music playing in the background and you've got the football game on and you're, and you're texting somebody. That's four different things that's happening at once. Is anything getting 100% of your energy? Because the moment you look over the TV to watch the football game, you've turned your attention away from studying. And you might think that you're going back and forth and you're doing a good job, but you know, try to chew gum, pat your head, and walk down the street at the same time. It takes some getting used to. You're not really multitasking. You're task shifting. And while that works for a lot of, there's a lot of areas where it works. I've got a friend who works in an office and she has no problem, you know, jumping from screen to screen and answering a phone and and replying to an email because these are quick, fast paced little things, right? These are things that take a minute or two. And if you walk away from it, when you come back, it's, you know, it's a linear order for the form to be filled out. So you just jump right back in where you were. Certain things can be task shifted efficiently and effectively. Studying is not one of those. I love listening to music when I write and when I read and when I do things. In fact, the moment I'm done shooting the podcast, I immediately hit play on my computer and my music starts to blast again. Um, but then there's other times where I really need 100% of my focus and it can't be on lyrics and it can't be on techno beat or whatever it might, whatever song I'm listening to. And so it's got to be silence. So know when it's time to turn off all the distractions and really, really give yourself that opportunity to put 100% of your energy into studying what it is that you need to be focused on. Because whoever's texting you should understand if you say, look, I'm studying for the next couple hours. Let me hit you up when I'm done. You know, when I go to bulk shoot podcasts and I let my friends know that I'm going to be away for five straight hours, I'm not going to be responding. And, you know, whatever's happening, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be available for it. So remove all distractions and avoid multitasking, which again is not multitasking. It's task shifting. And I can be, you know, and if you're just sitting there writing out your, your flashcards with definitions, then I could see how you could write out three or four and look up at the football game. And, you know, there's going to be times where you're going to know that you're just getting your work. You're just figuring out your workload. You're just preparing yourself for the intensive studying. Um, just know when it's appropriate to shut off the distractions and when you can have a few of them around. Um, you know, I can't give you all the answers. I cannot come up with all the scenarios. You need to take some prioritization of your life and some responsibility for the decisions you make, and you decide when it's the best time for you to do it one way or another. Um, some of the other notes that I grabbed from, I must have looked at like 20 different websites. Um, study for the style of the exam. Uh, if it's multiple choice, you need to know definitions and concept, concepts. But if it's an essay, you need to understand the concepts presented and have some examples in mind, right? Um, you know, multiple choice, you know, it's usually like a Jeopardy style thing where it gives you the answer and you need to, it gives you a, a question and you just need to figure out what the answer was. Or vice versa, right? You know, it's like, this is what juniper means. You know, just know what it means and, and, and have that in your head. That's probably where flashcards come in handy. You got to pace yourself. I think I've said this, whether it's the Pomodoro technique, uh, whether it's your own techniques that you come up with, cramming it all, if cramming in six hours of studying the night before um, is not going to work 
long term. Uh, there's going to be a hundred thousand of you out there who said, "Oh, I cram all the time and get A's." Okay, I mean, do what you do. Uh, for the other nine million of us out there who don't think that that's an effective way to learn, um, you know, break it up and really put some effort into internalizing this information. Um, you know, one day your boss will tell you that they studied by pacing everything out and you'll be like, hmm, maybe I should have paced it out. Of course, conversely, there's those people who just seem to get A's with very little effort. And so one of the things I'd say here is do not worry about how other people do things. You figure out your pace, you figure out your style, and you will be successful for you. All right, pace yourself by going back, looking at the tips, figuring out your workload, creating a schedule, build your own study guide, attend the review session, and then know how long it's going to take you to study the intended material and break it down into small bite-sized chunks. Um, you can go back and teach it to your classmates. You can go back and, frick it, man, we got technology now. Jump on Instagram and tell everybody who's in the class with you that you're going to go and te- you're going to teach an Instagram live of the material, right? And, I mean, see see what people say. If you get something drastically wrong, people will tell you. But it's just another way of, of learning, right? You get to you jump on a camera and you talk, and now you're saying it out loud. I find that when I learn something new in all of these things that I study, when I go and teach it, it's one of the reasons why I love these podcasts. I take this stuff, I, I put it into my own life, and then I teach it to you guys. And now it further uh, further envelops my own way of thinking. It further you know, solidifies itself within my workflow about how I do things. It's absolutely fantastic. I can assure you, launch a podcast. It's not that hard. It's really not. And uh, last but not least, eat healthy. Drink plenty of water. Um, eat brain food. Stay away from foods high in saturated fat and salt and all the other yada, yada, yadas. It's not too hard to figure out what healthy food is, you know, and uh, just make sure that you rest, right? Depriving yourself of sleep is, oh, I stayed up for 47 straight hours and studied and I got straight A's. Well, congratulations to you. I chose a different way and I also got straight A's. Um, you just you got to figure out what works for you. You know, you might disagree with every single thing I said, and if that's the case, more power to you. But this is how I recommend studying for your finals because this is the kind of stuff that I do, and I it has shown me great success. So I can only teach you what's shown me great success, and I hope that it resonates with you and you use it, and you guys go out there and ace your finals. And remember, all this I just said can work for a term paper too. Figure out the workflow, figure out the workload, put it down in a schedule, create your own your own study guide, you know, and then just start knocking off little chapters one by one. If you know you need to write 50 pages and research 10 different concepts, then 10 weeks, that's one week of concept, and that's five pages uh, every week, and boom, 10 weeks, 50-page paper with 10 concepts done. That's it. Rock it out. Stop listening to me. Go prepare your workload. Schedule. Get it together. Fix it, f- get it, your study guide appropriately built out. Go re- go attend a review session ASAP. Get creative with your study aids. Prioritize your study time. Remove your distractions and avoid task shifting. And pace yourself. Pace yourself. Eat healthy. Drink healthy. Stay away from booze. Celebrate when it's all over with. Until we meet again, my friends, good luck out there. I know you're going to rock it out. Just listen to all the stuff I said and do it. Eh, it's going to work better than not doing it. <laughs> bye bye.